Chapter 6. Dad. 1927 to 2006. It's hard to really talk about my dad. He really was quite something. He's at least a whole book, not just a chapter. But here goes. Dad grew up in Toronto during the Depression. His father was a miner geologist who worked up in Yellowknife in Newfoundland and fought, or at least cooked, in the Second World War in Italy. His mother was a newspaper publisher and a feisty go-getter. He was an only child and from the get-go very gifted at drawing. He went to Ontario Art College and in his early 20s he moved to the south of France and became a mosaic artist. He used to make mosaics for Picasso and met him on many occasions. I know, how awesome is that? He moved to London and started his own advertising agency in the late 50s. He had a goatee and drove a monkey bike to work. He lectured for the UN on design in China and Cuba and it wouldn't have surprised me if we'd found out he was a spy. He met my mum and bought our house the Kerry Stables in the early 60s and wanted to have eight children, but ended up with four. My dad was a very elaborate practical joker and very, very clever. He read the newspaper every day and investigated issues for himself. He loved talking about the Second World War and knew all about the battles and the intelligence that took place. He could sit and engage pretty much anyone in lengthy discussions about anything they were interested in. He loved talking. When the Falklands happened, my dad tried to become a war artist. He was really excited. He found out that the phone lines to Argentina were still open about a week into the conflict. So he got everyone he knew to phone Argentina at the same moment and sing Rule Britannia down the line probably extending the war by hours. He was also a great fan of crime and was very excited when my sister introduced him to one of the great train robbers at a party. I remember one morning he sat me, Ben and my mum down and he told us that he was going to be the forger on a bank job. He told us that if it went wrong he might be in prison for a very long time, but if it went right we would never have to worry about money ever again, ever. I remember thinking, oh, well, that's fine then. How exciting. Not for a moment did I think about how that was probably not a good idea. I don't think the job ever happened, sadly. He made our lives feel exciting the whole time. He would always be planning an elaborate practical joke or making something happen. He was larger than life, literally. When I was about three, my dad decided that his goal was to have a holiday home for each of his kids. So he went to Austria and found a tiny village and brought a little corner of land. He then found an old cow barn down the road that was being torn down and brought all the wood. And with the help of his friend, Big Dave, he built a chalet. 
We spent all of our winter holidays there, all through my childhood, and we still have the chalet now. He also bought a tiny little house on Oliva in Spain, then we had that for a few years. He had big, glorious dreams. On the outside, we looked like an amazing wealthy family, but Dad was self-employed and we spent most of his time worrying about money. We were the family that used to go skiing in jeans. We had the chalet, but not enough money for the gear. Dad used to forge our ski passes too. He took great delight in being naughty and breaking the rules. True rebel, really. He smoked 20 cigars a day and had various speeches and stories about how in 50 years' time they would probably find out that smoking was healthy for you. Dad tried in the 80s in a kind of chauvinistic way to save his marriage to Mum. He took her to Venice, helped us set up a small business, encouraged her to get her hair done once a week. But at the same time, he drove her crazy with his um, distractions. I think he really thought it was societally okay to have a mistress. It made him feel young after all. But when I was 15, he announced he'd had enough of trying to save his marriage and he left the house. He then announced that he had fallen madly in love with a 23-year-old named Juliet. She was a year younger than my eldest brother. That led to the beginning of my depression as a teenager. When my dad left, so did all the fun. Like a light being switched off in the room. That simple. My mum dive-bombed into self-pity. She stepped up the drinking and really didn't seem to be able to care much about me or Ben. So we looked after each other as much as we could. When my parents got the divorce settled... They split the house into two and we started living in the extension part and they sold the beautiful old part. That was a heartbreaking move. Once you sell something, you never get it back. Don't sell, make more. That was the family motto. So the house going was a big deal for all of us. My mum tried to make the new side beautiful and she did have a flair for such things but me and Ben were not happy in the new side at all. Ben went off to university and I was left behind and I didn't really know what to do so I'd just party with friends and drink and drink and that's when I started writing and making real music. It was really all I could do. My mum and dad never spoke again, ever. Show it right now. You can move the mountain, pull us to our feet, or are we just gonna cheat? My dad's relationship with Jules lasted about 10 years. Of course, none of us could stand her. She looked very like my mother had done, but not nearly as beautiful. And she was a Sloan Ranger, which is not the same as being a posh snob. And she was an intellectual type. In other words, not funny. Anyway, my dad certainly loved her. Somewhere in there, he was diagnosed with diabetes and then had a small warning type heart attack at the age of 58. I think she finally noticed he was getting old and she bolted. 
he was absolutely crushed. And that's when he went into his own midlife crisis. Although it was a late one, but because my dad was my dad, I have to say he did it with phenomenal style. The first thing he did was he bought a tall ship. He went to Russia and bought the St. Peter, a replica of a Baltic trader. It had been built by poor Russians with hand tools, so it was very authentic and probably as unsafe as an actual Baltic trader boat would have been, but it looked great. My dad loved dealing with the Russians because they're all such big criminals. He boasted that during that trip, on many occasions, he thought he was going to get garroted whilst eating his borscht at various closed-door meetings. He loved danger. He scrummaged a crew of young Russian sailors together and set sail for England. He had a very triumphant moment when he sailed the boat right up the Thames to have a party in Chelsea Harbour. We all knew he did it for Juliet, but she didn't come. So he sailed on and took the boat down to the Canary Islands, where the whole of his Russian crew disappeared, probably because he announced that he was going to take the boat across the Atlantic and they were scared shitless, as any right-minded person would be. My dad wrote many books and cartoon books, but one of my favourites is the book about this journey because it absolutely wins the Nut Job of the Century Award, One of my dreams is to publish it one day. Anyway, he made it across the Atlantic, but I was worried about him. I could see he was doing it out of a kind of crazy desperation to show he was still vibrant and brave. I wrote a whole record about it. It's called The Boat. He made it, though, on bananas and pickled herrings. It took him about 28 days It usually takes about 12. I asked him once, how come it took you so long? And he said every time he saw a storm on the horizon, he just sailed the other way. He wasn't sure the boat would make it through a big storm. The boat was wonderful, though, and ended up making him quite a lot of money because it was used in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, The Interceptor. After arriving in Antigua, My dad invaded a small country and became the king of Redonda. I'm not kidding. (laughs) It's documented. And this all honestly just skims the surface of the hugeness of this man's character. Google Robert the Bold if you don't believe me. Yeah, my dad.